And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to A Pawn for the Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of A Pawn for the Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. Uh, and as you see and as you hear, I am not at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center as much as my heart and my spirit will always be in that building. We are here at the uh, Indianapolis Convention Center rocking and rolling and bringing you everything you need to know in terms of the 2023 NFL Draft, excuse me, the 2023 Scouting Combine, one of my favorite events on the, on the NFL calendar in one of my favorite cities uh, in the NFL universe. And I am so excited to be back here. We have been rocking. We have been rolling all week. It has been a busy, busy, busy few days for Silver and Black Productions that we've been so happy to bring you guys everything that's going on here and there's going to be a lot more to come over the coming days but we are excited for today for this instance because we have a really strong episode of the show today we are feeling good we are excited energy is excellent because in just a few minutes we are going to roll our conversation with the general manager of your Las Vegas Raiders Dave Ziegler uh, and really having a chance to talk to guys like DZ, to talk to Coach McDaniels, uh, to talk to our friends around the league, is one of the best parts about being in, you know, excuse me, being here in Indy for the Combine. Uh, you know, and I, and I talked about this a lot before we left to ultimately come out here, and I said really the goal for me is when we come back at the end of the week, I want to feel like I have a better understanding of how the 2023 Raiders are going to be built. Now, I am not going to sit here and say that I'm going to come back next week and we're going to have all the answers of what's going to happen at 7, what areas of the roster are going to be addressed, how they're going to be addressed. But I, I really wanted to come back, like I said, with a better understanding, with a better uh, kind of idea of what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are looking for. And, and really, I think that we've accomplished that so far. Now, certainly we have a lot, of, uh, a lot more to do, a lot more conversations to be had in that regard. But... I think that we know more today as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon than we did when we got here on Monday. So, like I said, very, very excited to talk to Z, excuse me, talk to DZ, uh, per usual, a wealth of knowledge from him. And it was great to just sit down and, and talk with him as we are now in the midst, officially, of DZ season. I know that we don't hear a ton from him during the regular season, but now that we are officially looking ahead to the draft, looking ahead to free agency, which I cannot believe is here in just about, let's call it just under two weeks, we got a lot to do. Dave was busy, and we thank him so much for coming to hang out with us a little bit. But, excuse me, real quick before we before we roll our conversation with Dave, and I encourage all of you guys to head on over to Raiders.com, Raiders YouTube, follow us on all the socials at Raiders. Uh, in hearing from not only him uh, and hearing from Coach McDaniels, I think the one big thing that, is, that has really stood out to me, and I think there's two things. Uh, one 
is just the understanding of the collective. And when I speak about the collective, I mean Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, uh, the understanding of where they are in the draft process as opposed to where they were 12 months ago. Uh, and I just, I mean that, and you'll hear Dave talk about it a little bit as well, just in terms of the comfort, in terms of the preparation, in terms of the understanding of what it takes to get through not only a draft weekend, but an off season and, and really everything that goes into that entire mosaic. And so hearing from both Dave and Josh, there seems to be an increased level of comfort, like I said, an increased level of understanding. And I think that that's really going to play out. And I think that if you're a fan of this team, uh, we're going to see that uh, over the next couple of weeks when we get to free agency and then ultimately the draft at the end of April. So that was one thing that's really stood out to me. Uh, the other, the fact that these guys are very aligned in what they are doing and how they are addressing the needs on this team. And look, state in the obvious, this is not a state secret at all. The Raiders are going to have to add some pieces to the quarterback room, right? As we sit here right now, Chase Garber is the only quarterback under contract. Uh, and Josh McDaniels is very open. He's very candid about it. He goes, look, we're going to have to add some competition. We're going to have to add some bodies to that room, whether that's at seven, whether that's later in the first round, whether that's via free agency. That remains to be seen. But really, when we heard from both of those guys, and those guys I'm, I'm referencing Josh and Dave, uh, the alignment there of how they want to address that position, right? And, and I think Josh brought up a, a few really good points during his media session yesterday. And, and he goes, one of them that, that really stood out to me was the fact that over the past four years, Josh McDaniels has had four different quarterbacks that each have a very unique skill set. Now, certainly they all do some things uh, similar and they all have kind of the same base of knowledge, but they're four very different guys. And he said, you know, I went from Tom Brady to Cam Newton to Mac Jones to Derek Carr last year. And what that has forced Josh to do is to evolve uh, and grow and be transformed in how he looks at the quarterback position, what he values in that quarterback position. And now in tandem with Dave Ziegler, they have a much better base of knowledge of what we need, what the Raiders need out of that position. So look, I know it's what everyone wants to talk about. Everyone has some type of opinion. I have an opinion on it just like every, like just like all you guys, right? But it's gonna be really interesting to me over the next couple of weeks and ultimately uh, you know, when the draft comes to get a better idea and finally get a little bit of clarity of who's gonna be under center for the silver and black in 2023. But I don't wanna look like too far ahead. I wanna focus on what we are doing here in Indy. And as I said, this week, very, very excited. Sat down with our guy, Dave Ziegler. Touched on it all, right? Touched a little bit, obviously, on, on the quarterback position. Talked a little bit about other needs for your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. The importance of this event, the combine, of being here, of having a chance to talk to all these prospects, quarterbacks, DBs, tight ends, and otherwise, right? Uh, and it was great to chat with Dave. He was the best, per usual. I know you guys will enjoy this conversation as much as I had, uh, you know, doing it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, Dave Ziegler. All right, Dave Ziegler, year two, we had the same chat, same place, call it 365 days ago. Uh, biggest difference for you and the staff, the entire collective coming here this year as opposed, as opposed to when we did this uh, a year ago? Yeah, I think the, the, probably the biggest difference is just the knowledge that we have of our current team, the makeup of our current team, what, you know, what truly our needs are, what truly where we have maybe have a surplus. There's just a lot more clarity when you're, when you're uh, in the position we were a year ago pertaining to our roster, which I think is the most important piece of having knowledge of to have a successful offseason, was we had watched a lot of guys on tape, but we hadn't spent a lot of time with a lot of guys. We didn't know everybody's drive, everybody's makeup. Um, you know, and, and, and everybody's true ability when you see them day in and day out. So I think we're coming into 
Uh, we're coming into this segment of the offseason with a lot more clarity of, of what the Raiders need to do in the offseason, where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are. We, we know a lot more about our players in general. And then I think that the second part of that is we um, just spent a whole fall working together, uh, really the last year working together. I'm talking about the scouting staff in our system uh, with our verbiage, talking our language, understanding specifically what we're looking for um, with this new coaching staff in this system. And so we have a lot more clarity in that regard too of like just talking the same language, what the value of the players and whether it be free agency, the draft, we're not talking two different languages this year, we're talking the same language. You know, when we talk about last year and, and understanding, you know, you, got, you and Josh and the staff is going through this offseason, the draft process the first time now, year two, when we look at specifically the draft and everything leading into the draft and really that tangible 72 hours of the draft, how much better prepared are, are you and the collective staff to go through a process like that now, understanding, hey, we know what worked last year, like you talk about all the yep. time, the process is always evolving, it's always changing. So how much more prepared do you feel to go through it this year as opposed to a year ago? Um, I felt at the end of the day, we ended up being pretty prepared last year. Now it was a little bit more crammed, but I think we, you know, I felt prepared when we got to the draft process. Um, I think, will we be more prepared? Will we be more in sync? Will we have more clarity this year? I think so, just from spending the natural, the amount of spending time, and again, working a full calendar year in the system that we currently operate in. Um, there was, you have to remember last year, like uh, we had a lot of scouts that weren't, um, that were already were, were either already with the Raiders or came from another organization. And so there's a whole period of time there last year that was just, yes, they were out there evaluating prospects, but they were also trying to figure out like learning our grading scale, learning how to talk the, the language that we speak, um, learning the type of, you know, just to be like to pick one position, the specific type of linebacker that we're looking for. So while it was productive and we were prepared, there was kind of this, there was a kind of a, a dual thing that was going on. It was evaluating, but also learning on what I'm supposed to be about, supposed to be evaluating. And so we're just, it's going to be a little bit tighter. It's a, you know, everything's going to be um, a little bit tighter, a little bit more detailed, a little bit more continuity because, you know, spending that time together. And it sounds, it sounds like there's an element of, of teaching for you as well in, in kind of that process of understanding, like you said, what does a Raiders linebacker look like? What does a Raiders strong safety look like? And so I imagine that for you, and we, we hear a lot about you wanting to, to connect and teach and do all those types of things, especially with your background. Like I imagine that, that there's a large part of that is just teaching the guys and getting them to, like you said, speak the common language, same language and have that commonality. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a much bigger process than, than I probably um, even understood um, because there's just, there's again, just like when you're in the classroom, there's dif different learning styles. People learn a different way. Um, people retain a different way. And so you can't just expect that, hey, I, I said this thing one time that everybody gets it and everyone's off and running with it. It's just, that's not how it works. And so there's still an element of teaching that we're still doing, which um, I think is just a natural part of the process of continued growth and continued involvement. And, and I think we have, um, you know, we have a good, our scouts are curious. And I think that's a really good trait to have um, for a set of employees. They're, they're curious about what they don't know. They're curious about learning more. They're curious about ironing, ironing out the kinks of things that maybe um, they're confused on. And I think 
having that kind of growth mindset with the scouts that we have on staff is uh, going to be a really important part of us continuing to evolve and, and, and grow as a scouting uh, department. You know, another big difference from this year as opposed to 365 days ago, questions uh, under center for the first time for, you know, for at least for this organization in, in quite some time. And we heard from Josh earlier today and said, hey, tonight is the first time that he's going to have a chance to really sit down and talk to some of these quarterback prospects. And, and look, the reality is whether it's first round and undrafted free agent, Josh said, you know, there will be talent added into that room. When you go through kind of the interview process with a quarterback without spilling state secrets at all, mm -hmm. is it any different as compared to, you know, if you're going to interview a linebacker or, or a wide receiver or anything like that? Like that? Yeah, there's differences, and I think um, the quarterback position, I've mentioned it before, It's I think it's the hardest position to play in, in all of professional sports, and there's just a really, and part of the reason it, it is a hard position is because all the responsibility that um, a quarterback has to shoulder, and a lot of that responsibility um, has to be processed, analyzed, and a decision has to be made within about, you know, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, two to 2.5 seconds, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more. And so the quarterback position, I think more than any other position on the field, there's a very large um, neck up component to being successful at that position. And so I think that there's more, um, we won't even have enough time in this setting um, to do all, to get all the information that we need to get. There'll be a multi-step process that we'll, you know, that we'll have to go through throughout the, the spring and the pre-draft process to learn you know about all the individual 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 characteristics of these quarterbacks that are here and so it's just different because the amount of i think the amount of responsibility and the amount of neck up um, intangibles that you have to have for that position make it different. Yeah, you talk about that being the, the, the toughest position to play in sports, and, and because of that, do you guys have to kind of allocate, uh, I guess, do you feel as though it's, it's a more important decision to make that quarterback position as opposed to other decisions that you're going to make over the next 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks? Yeah, and obviously, you know, the, the canned answer is they're all important, you know, um, but the quarterback position, um, be, because that's a position that they touch the ball every single play on offense, right? So they're always in command of the football, whether and, and they're always distributing the football. And so, yeah, there's a little bit more. Um, there's a little bit more importance. Um, there's a little bit more time. There's a little bit more investigation. There's a little bit um, more kind of you know um, eyes that you have to dot and T's that you have to cross to ultimately feel comfortable um, with that position. I don't think that's a position you just take a flyer on. Um, and, and say, hey, we're, you know, yes, they don't meet X, Y, and Z, but, you know, they throw the ball really far. Let's go ahead and just throw caution in the wind and do it. I don't think you can do that at the quarterback position. Not that you do that at any position, but there's definitely some other positions where you're going to say, hey, you know, the, hey, this guy runs really fast. Yeah, it's really raw, but let's go ahead and, you know, let's go ahead and go with it and just see what it is. I don't think you do that at the quarterback position. You know, and again, you got, and the Raiders aren't specific, you know, alone in this, but every team at this portion of the year is also evaluating the guys that they have up, up for contracts in terms of free agents, guys that they have to make decisions on. Where does the process uh, for you and Josh evaluating the entire, I think we're at 23 guys that are going to be coming up at the start of the league year. Where does that evaluation and determination of, hey, who do we want to be part of this program going forward kind of fit into this greater offseason calendar for you all? Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a huge part of it too um, because the reality is, is we have one quarterback, you know, currently under contract and the way that you acquire quarterbacks in this league are, is through free agency, trade, um, and the draft. 
And so, you know, there, there's all those, you have to explore all those different options. It's the responsible thing to do. And so, you know, we started that free agency process back in October. And part of that process is eliminating, you know, you just mentioned it. There's a, you know, there's a large number, 20 plus players um, from the free agency standpoint. So part of that process is going in through and eliminating some of the guys that don't fit, um, you know, whatever that, whatever that reason may be. Um, and then, and then you know, you combine that with what's available in the draft, and then you have to have an understanding of how those two things play off each other. You have to understand the supply and demand of those two positions, and, and again, then you're calculating where you're at in the draft. So there's a ton of variables that just go into um, you know, acquiring a player at that specific position, and, and you really have to keep all options on the table when you're in a position like we are, where you're really kind of building the room, um, you're rebuilding the room. You know, and just wrapping it up with you, and, and you look at where, and we talked about this at the beginning of the offseason, obviously selecting at seven, not necessarily where you all want to be, but that position does provide a lot of intrigue and the ability to go up, the ability to go back, the ability to stay, stand pat. So, you know, just understanding as we sit here today with at number seven, what kind of excitement does that do for the room? Understanding like, hey, we have the ability to move around, but also to have the, the ability to go get an impact quality guy at seven, if that's what we so choose. Yeah, it's nice because it does give you, like you mentioned, it gives you some flexibility. Um, if you want to move up in the draft, you know, you have the, um, you know, it's been proven over the, you know, over the history of the draft, like you can move up from seven um, and, and get into a range where there's maybe a player there that you want to get. Um, obviously, there's a cost associated with that. You have the flexibility to move back, but you're also not moving back necessarily so far that you're taking yourself out of a high quality player. And then you can sit at seven and there's going to be some players. When I look at our draft board right now, and I look at, you know, call it, you know, maybe who we see right now as the top 10 players. I'm excited about who we can get at seven, too, just standing pat. And so we're going to have an opportunity to improve the team, you know, one way or another. And, and to your point, you know, sitting where we're at, you know, um, it's not ideal because it means that you didn't win enough football games um, in our situation. But it does have some flexibility to really, um, you know, make a decision what you want to do in, in, in a couple different ways to improve the team. Yeah, well, certainly no short of, of intrigue over the next couple months, which is great for guys like me, a lot to talk about. Well, Dave, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Good luck the rest of the way, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Appreciate you having me. Ah, and there you have it. My guy, Dave Ziegler, our guy, Dave Ziegler. Uh, pretty, like I said, just a wealth of knowledge. I think that we are... Uh, excited to see what he is going to do in the draft coming up at the end of April and it's going to be a blast and uh, just per usual before I keep before I move on and crack an ice cold bruchacho here in Indy big shout out to Will Kiss big shout out to our entire public relations department for helping facilitate these conversations because look I mean for, for those of you who haven't been to the uh, been to the combine a lot of moving pieces right you got a lot of head coaches running around you got a lot of GMs running around uh, in our case assistant GMs running around too. shameless plug alert champ Kelly was on the Raiders uh, NFL draft podcast earlier today with Bucky Brooks and Rhett Lewis make sure that you uh, you check that out like subscribe all that good stuff if you're subscribed to the Raiders podcast network which I pray you are that will hit the feeds later this week and if you aren't if you're watching us on YouTube or you're just listening to the upon for the review feed go go download Go subscribe. It's easy. It makes your life easier. It makes my life easier. It's a win for everyone. Uh, but yes, big thank you to Will. Uh, big thank you to all those guys for carving some time out. And we are really, really excited about everything that we have produced and created while we have been on the ground here in Indy. Uh, the amount of podcasts that we have done. First Stop Indy, obviously upon further review. The draft podcast with Bucky and Red. Uh, some of the really, you know, really interesting behind the scenes stuff that you guys are going to get as the week rolls on. Uh, our crew here is doing a fantastic job. I'm very, very excited. I'm very lucky to be here with them so uh, yes make sure that you're checking it all out you're clicking you're watching give me all those minutes we want them every single one but where we hit the road because we have much much uh, more to accomplish while we are here 
I gotta crack an ice cold bruchacho. Uh, and today, oh, a tear, just a, the happy tear, the single tear rolls down my eye because I'm gonna crack an ice cold bruchacho for the city of Indianapolis as I am sitting here in Indianapolis. I love the city, man. Like I've been very honest from Jump Street. Like I love Indy, I'm an indie guy, an ancestral home for me in many ways. Oh, and it feels good to be back. Uh, I'm very pleased with the NFL that they decided, hey, we're gonna keep this event here because this is a great event. It fits this city perfectly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the NFL scouting combine in this great city is not broken and did not need to be fixed. But I'm excited, man. Like every time we come out to the Midwest, I'm so pleasantly surprised by how nice everyone is. It's great to see all of our friends around the league. We've seen so many people from different teams, uh, from different media outlets. Obviously, we've talked to Josh and Dave. It has been great. And it's just fun to connect with a bunch of our pals. So for the city of Indianapolis, this one is for you. May you long may your reign be, Naptown, and uh, and I will be here as long as you will have me. So, on that note, like I said, we got a lot more to do today, so we got to hit the dusty trail. So, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Dave, excuse me, our guest this week, Dave Ziegler, everyone here on the ground at Silver and Black Productions, everyone else back at the control room uh, in Vegas who helps uh, keep our little show operational. We thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, back in Vegas for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.